You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 135. So how do high-achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business, and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? It is really early in the morning when I am recording this, and it has been raining all night. So I am nice and cozy today in my my sweats today. <laughs> I'm really snuggled up, um, and I've got my dog Frankie next to me. So we are just enjoying the morning with a nice cup of coffee, and I hope that wherever you're listening to this, that you are cozy, or maybe you're in your car right now. And you are just, you know, I don't know what you're doing. What are you doing? I actually would love to hear from you. I love engaging with people on Instagram. So if you've got a picture of yourself snuggled up somewhere, maybe sipping some coffee or tea, come and tag me in your post. I'm at Dina.Cataldo and I would love to say hi to you. Okay, so today we're going to talk about investing in discomfort. The most valuable skill we can cultivate for ourselves is learning how to be with the feeling of discomfort. It's really what moves the needle in any goal we want to achieve, whether it is growing your law practice, losing weight, stopping drinking, writing a novel, whatever your goal is. If we learn how to invest in discomfort instead of avoiding it, This skill is going to transform your life. It's not talked about in the ways I'm going to talk with you about it today. And one of the biggest breakthroughs I've had over the years is understanding that I needed to move towards fear and discomfort. That is where the growth is. Investing in discomfort is like putting $20 down now so we can get $100 a year from now. Maybe not even that. Maybe it's going to be five years from now or 10. It's going to create dividends that we don't see right away. And sometimes we don't see gradual growth. So we need to have faith that it's going to grow without seeing the return right away. And that man- means we can't spend the $20 on, you know, coffee and a pizza. We've got to instead, like, just put that money aside and not spend it and then that money is going to grow. And this is a investment that we're making in ourselves, in our business, in the future us. When we decide to stay comfortable, we don't make progress and we don't make change, but allowing ourselves to be uncomfortable is going to be a really hard sell to our brains. Unfortunately, our brain isn't wired to move towards discomfort. It's wired to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and to make things really easy. And that served us when we were trying to survive the wilderness. But now that we're living in the modern world, that brain isn't helpful when we want to achieve goals. If we're growing our business, our brain will gravitate to what it believes is pleasurable. And it will tell you stories that that is what is necessary to grow your business, even if it's not true. So it's important to really pay attention to what's going on in your head. 
For instance, our brain is going to tell us that we need to change our Instagram byline multiple times or change the copy of our website over and over again instead of doing the uncomfortable work of thinking about what our clients need and how to craft messaging that speaks to them and what they need. Doing little things like changing a byline feels productive in the moment, but it's not making us uncomfortable. In fact, it feels like we're doing something, right? Investing in discomfort is where the real growth is for ourselves and for our businesses. We're really procrastinating on taking the action we need to take for our legal practice or other goal when we do something like this. The good news is, is when we invest in discomfort more than we do in this moment right now, then those dividends are going to show up. We just need to have faith that they will and be patient. Most of us weren't built for patience because we're type A lawyers, right? Like that is just not what we do. But in today's episode, I'm going to break down exactly what discomfort is and how you can begin doubling down on discomfort to achieve your goals, whether it's getting more clients or getting fit, whatever it is. The perfect companion to what we're going to talk about here today is my procrastination masterclass. Procrastination comes from not allowing yourself to feel discomfort and leaning in to achieve your goals, leaning into that discomfort. To get that, you can download it at dinacataldo.com forward slash masterclass, and it dives into one of the tools I use with clients when they're working on building their practices, so I highly recommend it. That link one more time is dinacataldo.com forward slash masterclass. All right, so let's get into exactly what discomfort is. The discomfort I'm talking about is the kind that we feel when we do anything new. It really can be anything that stretches you that you don't want to do, but you know deep down it's exactly what you need to be doing. For me, it feels like I'm going to throw up a little bit. (laughs) And my coach says like that is, that means you're on the right track. That's how I know I'm in a place of growth. For example, when I think about a financial goal in my business, that's a bit outside when I'm used to creating each month, that feels uncomfortable. It's not worry or anxiety, and and I'm going to talk to you about that in just a minute. My coach likes to say that discomfort is the currency of our dreams. Discomfort is really the only way to begin creating anything new in our lives. One of the things that trips us up along our way to achieving a goal is that giving up on a goal can feel really good, right? Like it can feel amazing. We feel a sense of relief that we don't need to keep practicing the habit we're cultivating, like eating healthier or exercising when we said we would or working on our business. Our brain processes it like it's the quote unquote right thing to do because that primal subconscious part of our brain that reacts to new things negatively now feels comfortable. Quitting on ourselves confirms our current belief system of who we are. You're going to know this is happening when you say things to yourself like, well, I knew I wasn't going to be able to do that, or I hadn't been able to do that before, so it makes sense that I couldn't do it now. I love the example of being a smoker versus being a non-smoker when it comes to understanding this way that our brain creates an identity for ourselves. A person who's a smoker identifies with smoking. A non-smoker 
thinks different thoughts and has different feelings about smoking than a smoker does. That's one of the reasons it's so difficult for people to stop smoking is because they identify, they've created this identity that is so strong with being a smoker. They go outside, they socialize with friends, that's what they do when they take a break. These are all thoughts that they're having. That's how they meet people. Um, it feels good. You know, it maybe they think it tastes good, all of these thoughts. And so it's very easy for them to have a cigarette. But if you offer a cigarette to a non-smoker, well, non-smokers don't have any of those thoughts or associations with smoking. They think it's gross. They wonder why anyone would ever want to smoke. Their clothes stink. They don't like it. These are two sets of completely different thought systems, belief systems, and they create two different identities. To stop smoking or drinking or watching Netflix instead of doing what you planned on doing towards your goals, it takes being in discomfort because we're changing our identity. It takes putting a 20 down and saying, okay, I'm going to put this 20 down now and this is going to help me with getting that 100 five years from now, right? one year from now, whatever it is. And that's hard. It challenges our current belief system about ourselves and it's not giving us the instant gratification that we want. We could be spending that $20 right now. We could be enjoying that pizza right now. But instead, we're having faith in ourselves and saying, excuse me, we're saying, hey, I am going to be uncomfortable now. I'm not going to get exactly what I want right now because I know that this discomfort is going to pay me dividends in the future. That's why quitting on ourselves before we reach our goal, quitting ahead of time, it can feel so satisfying in the moment is because we're enjoying that pizza right now. (laughs) We're enjoying that coffee right now. But when we quit on ourselves, then we will inevitably begin feeling guilt and shame and we will find ways to discharge the guilt we have about quitting. And this might show up like blaming someone or something else for not creating the result that you want. So for instance, you might blame, this is really cool. (laughs) I think it's cool looking back at it now, but you might blame your coach for not creating your result for you. So I had a client who totally recognized that she was doing this and she was working on eliminating drinking in part because she knew it would free up a lot of bandwidth for her to work on her new law practice. And I gave her some homework after one of our sessions and she used it against herself. Her brain decided that the homework was encouraging her to drink and she had some drinks She came back to me really angry because her brain was telling her that her coach made her drink by giving her this homework. And when I coached her on this and showed her where she wasn't taking responsibility for her actions and that that's not actually what the worksheet said, she was still really angry, but she thought about it and came back to our next session having processed what we talked about and understanding what her brain did. Her brain had made interpretations to support her old identity as a drinker, and then she was discharging the guilt and the shame she felt about drinking as anger towards me. It felt easier to drink than not to drink or to believe that she could be the kind of person who didn't drink. She went on to stop drinking, and more than that, she learned how not to want to want to drink. And what I want you to take away from this example is that in the moment we decide to quit on ourselves, it feels amazing. And then we feel like crap and get into suffering. We get a net negative effect on our lives from avoiding the discomfort in the moment, not putting that 20 down, 
and then deciding to quit on ourselves instead. So that net negative effect can also look like not following through on emailing your list regularly or creating regular content for your email list. The investment in the discomfort of sending an email or writing a blog is what creates dividends in your business in the future. And when we don't invest in that discomfort now, we create a net negative effect. I want to offer to you that the feeling of accomplishment is so much better than the relief we feel from quitting on ourselves. When we hit that financial goal, a fitness goal, a goal of writing a book that we've been dreaming about, the feeling of accomplishment is intoxicating and it will have a net positive impact because you will create evidence for yourself that you can achieve anything and that you can work through any discomfort that you have. Let's talk about what isn't discomfort. Stressing and worrying over a goal or over a perceived failure. That is not discomfort. That is creating suffering for yourself. An example would be skipping the workout you planned, then beating yourself up. Or not reaching the income goal you had this month. So you set a higher income goal for the next month to make up for this month that just stresses you out. That is creating suffering. That's not the discomfort that we're talking about here. That's not the discomfort that leads to growth. That kind of uncomfortableness, discomfort, that stress, that worry, that is going to lead to stagnation and holding on to your comfort zone. Yes, stress and worry can be comfortable to your brain if you've practiced it. And most lawyers that I talk to have practiced that over and over again, and they think that it's normal. Their brain thinks it's normal to be stressing out, to be feeling anxious. I felt that way. Like, that is what I thought normal was until I understood that it wasn't. Those feelings of anxiousness and stress and worry and all of that, those feelings are habits created by thoughts that you have that are habits. (laughs) We cannot create new habits, new thoughts, new feelings until we start changing it up. We We have to change where we are working from. We need to begin thinking and feeling differently to create something new in our lives. And when we move into action from stress and worry, it's like we have one foot on the gas pedal and one foot on the brake. We may move forward, but we won't create the momentum that we want. It will not move us forward at the pace that we want to move. It's going to take us a lot longer, or maybe we'll never get there, but it's going to take us a lot longer for sure. When I'm working with clients, I see this pattern. And breaking the pattern and creating a new one that creates the results that they want takes continually doing the thought work that shows them where they have their foot on the brake. And guess what? Doing thought work can be uncomfortable, so our brain doesn't want to do it. Doing thought work is also investing in discomfort. It's important that we master the skill of investing in discomfort because that is what separates people who successfully achieve their goals and those who don't. We have to learn to fail and not make it mean anything about us. We need to learn that we have courage, even when we're scared that we're going to be judged or if we think we're going to fall on our face. Investing our energy into putting ourselves into situations where we feel discomfort is what helps us grow faster. It takes practice, and the more we do it, the faster we fail, 
then the more success we can create for ourselves. The goal is really to fail faster and do the thought work to understand those failures are simply investments in the future, investments in discomfort. But our brain avoids all of this because it doesn't feel good. Our primal brain is doing exactly what it was designed to do, protect us from doing anything new that isn't tested or feels outside our norms. It's up to us to engage our more evolved brain, our prefrontal cortex, to envision a new version of who we want to be and then act from that place. So how can you begin learning to invest in your discomfort? I'm going to break this down into three actionable steps. So write this down. Get your pen and paper. Unless you're driving, then come back to the website to download the transcript. That's at dinacataldo.com forward slash 135. All right. Number one, when you create a goal for yourself, write down all the reasons you think you can't do it. This is going to help you see what's going on in your brain. So for instance, when I was creating my first business, one of my goals was to create weekly videos. My brain created a ton of drama. I had thoughts like, I hate the way I look. I've never done this before. I'm super uncomfortable on camera. What will people think? Who am I to be doing this? I had all the drama. And these were my reasons why I believed I shouldn't be doing video. But instead of giving up on my goal of using video to build my business, I leaned into the discomfort. I recognized this is normal. This is what my brain is just doing. I didn't think that at the time. This is what I learned much later and broke this down into these steps. But when I look back at that, obviously my brain was doing exactly what it was meant to be doing. It was trying to keep me comfortable so that I wouldn't, you know, be kicked out of the tribe, which our brain thinks we need to be part of the tribe and we're going to get kicked out and we're going to starve and die (laughs) if people reject us. So just recognize that's normal. Step number two, Think about all the reasons you know you can do it. And this is what I did. And I had a client who was going through the same thing in her business. And we talked about why she knew she could do video. And it was pretty much the the same reasons I had. I connect well with people face-to-face. I enjoy teaching. These are all thoughts that she was cultivating, that I cultivated. And I know something that they don't and can help them. I'm committed to growing my business. I believe this is the best way to grow my business. I can figure anything out. I've done dozens of jury trials. This this isn't that hard. These are all thoughts that I had and some of which that she had. And the two thoughts coexisted, right? Like I had all of the thoughts in step one and I had all of these thoughts in step two, but I hadn't taken the time to really parse them out. And when we want to move faster towards a goal, we've got to start doing the thought work to parse this out. That's why it doesn't have to be as hard as I made it. I went through all of this so you don't have to. (laughs) You can do the thought work on this and recognize where you're feeling uncomfortable and where you already have thoughts like, yeah, you can do this. Like these thoughts coexist. It's just that the thoughts in step one, those thoughts that we can't do it are the strong ones. Like those are the ones that come up first. And then we've got to find evidence that we can do this. They both coexist. It's just, we don't usually do the work, the thought work to go into it, to really recognize that we already have those thoughts. We just haven't looked at them. So step three, Act as if you're already the person who does the uncomfortable thing. Act as if you're the person who already has the stronger thoughts in step two, right? Like right now, 
Step one, those thoughts are super strong. Then step two, you already have these thoughts. They exist. It's just fortifying them. I started anywhere is where I was looking at, anywhere to move past that discomfort. And what it was is recognizing those thoughts in step two and then doing a little baby step. So this is what it looked like for video for me. I first created a video that no one would see, and then I rewatched it. That was very baby steps, right? Next step, write down exactly what I was going to say, right? Like I had analyzed what was in that first video and I decided, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to write down exactly what I'm going to say. I'm going to practice it multiple times and then I'm going to do a video. Next step, do a video, look at my notes. Next video, do a video, then actually promote it to my email list. (laughs) Next step, do a video, don't use notes, no practice, off the cuff. That's not exactly what it looked like, but you get the point here, right? You see where I'm going. I leaned in, I took it baby step by baby step. I gradually began releasing some of the judgment I had about myself and the thoughts that it was hard and began believing more of the thoughts I had about why I could do this and even began believing that I was really good at it, which I am. I'm really good at video. I acknowledged that I was uncomfortable and I told myself I was going to do it anyway, Investing in the discomfort now, putting down that 20 is going to help you reap dividends in the future. Okay, just do it. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about discomfort when it comes to coaching because this is where I felt discomfort big time. So I imagine that if you've never been coached before, that you're probably having these same feelings. So I want to talk to you about that. I see this when lawyers sign up for a strategy session with me, and I experienced it too. So I'm going to share with you my experience. When I was first introduced to coaching, I didn't know what a coach did exactly. I just knew that I needed help focusing on a goal and making it happen. I was actually really in a confused place. (laughs) I didn't I knew I wanted something more. I wasn't really sure what it was, but I knew I wanted to create something and my legal practice was not what was fulfilling me. I was incredibly uncomfortable even when I found someone I really liked. I had thoughts like, I don't know what to expect. I don't know if they can really help me. Is coaching, is this coaching thing legit? Am I really gonna be able to change anything? What's the time commitment? What exactly do they do? So I leaned into that discomfort, and I took the smallest step I could, which was setting up a consult with them. The whole time I was on the call, I was uncomfortable, not because of anything to do with them. It's just that I had all these thoughts swirling around in my head, like, I've never done this before. How much is this going to cost? Will they hate me if I say no? And then I decided, even though I was uncomfortable, to go all in on coaching. At that point, I already knew that feeling that discomfort was where the growth was. So I was able to see in my brain, okay, I'm feeling discomfort, but it's not, you know, anxiety or worry. It's me feeling uncomfortable and my brain coming up with all of these excuses like, do I have the time? Do I have the money? Like, you know, all of those thoughts are normal. But what we have to do, what I had to do was invest in my discomfort. And I've been investing in my discomfort ever since. That's the only way for me to continue growing at an exponential pace instead of at a snail's pace to help me take my foot off the brake, which is what I was doing for a really long time. 
If you have a vision for yourself, a vision for your legal practice, but it's unclear or you don't seem to make time for the things that you know are going to move the needle towards your goal, it's because you're not investing in your discomfort. So if you want to begin like looking for these ways to stretch yourself and lean into the discomfort, look at all of the things that you keep telling yourself that you're going to do and you never do. Look at all of the ways that you're super busy and that you're working really hard and you're not creating the result that you want. That is going to tell you you've got the foot on the brake. If you're telling yourself, what else can I do? I'm not doing enough. That means you have your foot on the brake but you're not leaning into those things that are going to make you feel uncomfortable. So where can you begin to stretch yourself and lean into that discomfort? If you need help with this, I can help you. Take the step of booking a call with me at dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. That's dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and find a way to lean into your discomfort Put that $20 down wherever it may be that you know that you will find the biggest dividends. All right. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.